Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Embracing It podcast. If you are new here, my name is Emma, and I've been doing this podcast for about a year now. Um, So if you are new, welcome. Um, I talk about a series of things, mainly my life at 21 years of age. Um, Not that it's very interesting, I just reiterate a lot of my therapy sessions. (laughs) And I also talk a lot about um, recovery. And today's episode is actually going to tie in a bunch of things. We are going to be talking about the fitness industry. We are going to be talking about recovery. And I'm going to talk about um, diet culture. And let me just say, like, I didn't really prep for this episode at all so it's gonna be all over the place but i'm very passionate about this episode because where this idea kind of came from was number one i just finished a workout and i loved it i was loving it so 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 much um colleen if you're listening to this i just did one of your workouts so thank you for the awesome workout Um, but where this kind of came from was there was someone who I know, well, I don't really know them, but I follow them and they are, I guess I would, they would probably identify themselves as being a part of the fitness community. Um, they post a lot of fitness content, whatnot. And one of their Instagram stories was asking someone to explain, um, anti-diet culture first of all I don't even really think they understood what diet culture was and they identified it as you know why are people anti-diet culture and I sent them a very long it was very polite but I did send them a detailed um, message from my perspective and so what I said was this I said, a lot of people who are anti-diet culture are not necessarily anti-dieting. Diet culture can be many things. For example, people trying to convince you to go on liquid diets or water fasts, etc. really differs but can be an overused and misunderstood term. Because I definitely think that there is, like, diet culture is such an umbrella term and to different people it can mean different things. And this was a very prime example. I think their headspace was... Um, that diet culture is about health and uh, having control over your diet and looking at what you're putting into your body and managing that. Whereas diet culture for me is about profit. It's a lot about businesses and companies who profit off of your body, your insecurity, um, by this whole idea and concept that you are valued because of your weight. Um, So it really is such an umbrella term that can mean different things to different people so then they said so what is the point though is it to suppress talk about diets and I responded with I can't speak for everyone but it certainly doesn't mean I'm against dieting in a sustainable and healthy manner and then I said diet culture for me is more so shutting down things like I barely ate today or no eating after seven carbs are bad one diet works for everyone. You need to be on the Stairmaster for two hours a day every single day. It's an umbrella term. And then I said, but for me, personally, diet culture is choosing to opt out of those restrictions that do not benefit my health whatsoever. 
I then added in that a lot of people who choose to opt out of diet culture may be in recovery for various things like eating disorders. It's a really well-known term for those who struggle with that. Deciding to opt out of some fitness rules or advice doesn't mean we are against it. It just means it triggers more harm as opposed to good. Like I said, though, just my take on it, especially when it's an umbrella term. So I think that's pretty clear as to where I stand with it, but I really just wanted to talk about the fitness industry, recovery, my relationship with exercise, because there's so many opposing views and why not share mine? I I can share mine. That's what I'm here to do. So I guess to kind of start off, where should I start off? Because there's so much. I guess I'll start off um, back in, gosh, was it 2020? I want to say it was 2019. Yeah, it definitely, yeah, it was 2019. Um, <laughs> So I basically, um, when I came back from my first year of university, um, I had gained a significant amount of weight. Um, For the purpose of this episode, I'm not going to include numbers, um, just in case. Like I always say, if at any point this is triggering for you, please turn it off right away. But I had gained a significant amount of weight. Um, I spent a lot of time being in a binge and restrict cycle and my head was filled with nothing but diet culture. Whether it was rules, it was fads about how to lose so much weight. Um, I had such strict rules around exercise, like I thought cardio was like what I needed to be doing. And anyways, I just had a very poor understanding. I was very naive and I had a very poor relationship with food. Um, and I did not, I didn't enjoy exercise at all. So anyways, um, when I came back from university, um, I was like, okay, you know what? I would like to lose weight. That was my goal. My goal was weight loss and it was not health. It had nothing to do with health. It was weight loss and to change my appearance. So essentially I did what every naive person does and I went on to YouTube and I started watching a series of influencers. Um, I watched people of all genders in the fitness community and let me just say they did identify as being a member of the fitness community. It's very clear what their content is tailored to and I took all this information and I started going to the gym and at, at first it was you know I didn't really notice a whole lot of change and then a month went by and I started to get compliments on the way that I looked and two months went by and it was like wow like you are really shaping up <laughs> I'm gonna avoid trying to say specifics um And by the time summer had ended, I significantly lost um, a lot of that weight. So I did reach my goal. Well, more over my goal. Um, Was I happy? No. Was it enough for me? Absolutely not. Um, What it was, was I ended up being in the gym six days a week, uh, sometimes twice a day. And I was eating honestly probably similar to what a keto diet would be 
and I was tracking my macros, I was using my fitness pal, and I was consuming all of this fitness culture content, all of it. And I'm not here to, you know, shame this like community at all. That is not what I'm trying to do, especially you'll see at the end of the episode where I stand with it now. But I would be naive to say that this community did not play a role in my eating disorder. I would be naive to say that. It absolutely did play a part in my eating disorder. And that's not to blame certain influencers. You know, as an influencer, I do think you should take ownership for the fact that no matter what content you're putting out there, you have the power to influence someone good or bad. And that's the responsibility you have to own up to. Do I look at certain influencers and be like, F you, you caused me eating disorder? Absolutely not. (laughs) There were so many contributing factors that... um, created this disorder for me and this is just one of many there's numerous numerous things but what I will say is that what I thought was a community turned very quickly into an obsession and a very unhealthy relationship with food and exercise right like it it got to the point and you've all heard me talk about this before um, I just used the jello story as one of my prime examples of peak eating disorder um you know it was the one day that I ate nothing but sugar-free jello and I exercised three times that day and I don't know it just created this mindset for me that I was so you know I thought I was being really disciplined with myself and that I was so healthy and I was doing what all these other influencers are doing and I thought, well, I lost weight like this. I must be doing something right. And of course, it wasn't till um, the summer of 2020 when you're in a pandemic and you realize how out of control it has gotten when certain symptoms of eating disorder behavior um, had happened. Again, I'm not trying to go into detail of every single symptom for Um, those of you out there but um, it was very apparent and it was unbearable I will say that so that was my relationship with the fitness industry and like I said I do not hate the fitness industry in fact I I would consider myself someone now who still does keep up with a lot of um, fitness influencers Is it for the purpose of their what I eat in a days where the first thing that they're doing is showing their body composition? Absolutely not. Um, It is for their their workouts. And so I was really stuck in between a rock and a hard place because when I was going through recovery, um, for me, not being able to exercise was not an option. And that was something I had to discuss with my dietitian as well as my therapist because I said to them, if I do not exercise, I am going to be in a worse state um, eating disorder wise. And there's a couple other things that definitely would have would come to light, I think. So we had agreed through a very long conversation that I would continue to include exercise in my recovery. 
And this is a very hard decision for people in recovery because your relationship with exercise, especially for me, has always been very, very twisted and powerful. I don't really know how to explain it, but I've been through every stage under the sun. Like I have exercised for discipline. I've exercised to uh, recomp my body. I have exercised as a form of um, restriction or a punishment, I should say, for my food. And now I'm at this new place in my life where I exercise for strength. And it's not for body recomp. Um, At least I really, really, I try my best to identify when I'm pushing myself for that aspect and when I'm pushing myself to be strong. Um, Because if I'm like, oh, I'm going to lift more weight so I can look like so-and-so, well, that's not realistic. I don't have their body and I will never have their body. But if I'm lifting more weight because I feel strong and I feel good and I feel powerful, then that's a different story. Go right ahead. So I had to identify a lot of cues and have the appropriate response um, as to why I was exercising the way that I was. So in my recovery, I would exercise about four times a week. Um, Again, please do not have your opinion on that. That was a choice made between myself and my dietitian and my my therapist. So um, people have very, very different opinions on that in recovery and this is not a place to bash mine. (laughs) But anyways, I exercised um, throughout my recovery and now I'm at this point where exercise is a lot of fun for me. Um, you may have heard me talk about it. I've been doing like these new workout classes and I love them because the whole entire time, the number one thing I am not focused on is my body. I've also done uh, CrossFit as well and I did enjoy CrossFit too. I just found it was more like endurance focused, obviously. Um, so that wasn't for me, but essentially, um, where I'm going right now, they have like a bunch of different types of classes and it's really, really awesome. They give you training tips. Um, everyone there is very, very friendly. And what I love is that when I walk in there, um, no one's talking about, oh, what did you eat today? How much protein did you hit? Blah, 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 blah. Like for me, I just can't really walk into a gym where that is the priority because for me, I'm just there to move my body, sweat and feel good. And that's what working out is about for me now. So Exercise comes in many different forms for me. It can be walking. Um, This winter, I'm excited to ski. I've really been wanting to skate. Um, In the summer, I did so many different forms of exercise. I played tennis. I would go on runs. Um, I would go on tons of hikes with my friends. Um, We would ride our bikes. Like, whatever it is, I used to never quantify those things as exercise, and now I totally, totally do. And I just have allowed myself to have a lot more freedom. And it's been very, very helpful for me, um, both in terms of my relationship with exercise and my relationship with food. So where do I stand with the fitness community now is the prime question. Like I said, I never looked at the fitness community and thought I blame them. 
I think one of the things that I just didn't know is, you know, of course the fitness industry is trying to make a profit. Of course they are. And diet culture is trying to make a profit too. (laughs) They are trying to make a profit. And I think depending on who you follow in the fitness industry, it can be very much so about appearance or it can be about movement and making good recipes, a fun meal, um, integrating fitness into your life without it taking over your life. And for me, that's the side of the fitness industry I choose to be on. I do not choose to be on the egg white, calorie counting, um, like literally I watched this one guy's video once and he was so concerned about how much Pam that he put on his pan. And I literally was like, are you kidding me? The fact that I sat there and watched this is concerning. Like that honestly speaks for itself. And I don't know. I, I There are parts of the fitness industry that I took a lot of I'm just going to say rules and behaviors and for me they became to the next level extreme which was disordered. So like I said I'm on the side of the fitness community now where I can integrate fitness into my life without it taking over my life. I will never be one of those people who is interested in doing shows or anything like that like to me getting up on a stage and having your body assessed and judged is just not okay it's just not that's my personal opinion on it you can have your own but to me I I know I would never do that because of my personality and my eating disorder I know I would never do that because that would not end well for me and it would also make me miserable to get myself that way my body is not supposed to be that way I could not do it and like I said that's the choice that I choose to make it's the same uh choice as when like the way I kind of explain it to like my parents and stuff is um for example I'm just going to talk about the vaccine for a second um I always say to my parents like would you want to sit in a room with anti-vaxxers and have them go on and on and on about all of their reasons for being anti-vax. Regardless of what the reasons are, I'm just saying, would they want that? And my parents are like, obviously not. And it's because they're vaccinated. Like, our choice and our values was to go and get vaccinated. My whole family's vaccinated. And I say, it's the same thing as I will not sit in a room with people and listen to them blabber on about keto their protein intake how much they um like I don't know lifted ran like whatever it is if it's in any form of like competition or trying to just like one up somebody else's like food or like a relationship with exercise I just have no interest in hearing that like for me I'm just like I don't care and because I don't care I leave the room in those situations same thing as if you were in a room full of people who had a different opinion than you you probably wouldn't want to be in that room and a lot of people are like well you should listen to people with different opposing views and yes I do think that is very important I also think I have learned enough from the fitness community to know that 
I don't have a place on one side of it and I'm more than happy to integrate myself into the other side of it. Now the last thing that I want to talk about is to me I don't even know what I would classify myself as because like yes I'm anti-diet culture but the way in which I've expressed that could be totally different from somebody else. Like I said to me anti-diet culture is not having these crazy fad diets it's not waking up one day and deciding to be keto um it's not you know buying pills for weight loss or you know contributing to these organizations who literally just profit off of your insecurities like i had heard that weight watchers had a um, program for teenagers. For me, that is the last thing I would ever put my child in um, because personally that just does not hold true to my values anymore. Absolutely not. I think that can do a lot of a lot of damage and create a very unhealthy relationship with food and exercise. So there's a lot of just sort of different pieces now and I have a lot of different values and For me, I'm kind of like, when I think about the fitness industry, aren't they saying the same thing? Like, I feel like a lot of people in the fitness industry are like, do not be taking these supplements. Or people in the fitness industry are telling you that carbs are fuel. Like, you need carbs. It is a good thing to have. And there's also people in the fitness industry who are telling you to embrace this idea of moderation doesn't even have to be moderation but allowing yourself to have that treat you know like I feel like a lot of the things that people who are anti-diet culture say and people in the fitness industry actually do kind of align when you really think about it like if anything I feel like the fitness community honestly um in one way yes they are very restrictive and I don't know if disciplined is the right word with their food, but on another hand, they encourage that your body needs food to function and it's not weight loss pills, it's not fasts, it's not green juice that's gonna go and get you there. Um, At least that's the side that I watch in the fitness community is the side that, you know, encourages you to be eating enough food to fuel your body. And for me, that is what anti-diet culture is about. You know, I, I don't encourage, you know, fasting or restriction or these huge cheat meals. Like, I don't know. I think there's parts of the fitness industry, honestly, and diet culture that can align. And there's also parts that are very, very, very different. And I hope it doesn't come across like I've been bashing on the fitness industry because Honestly, I have fallen in love with weightlifting. I love lifting weights. It's something that makes people very strong and powerful. And I feel, I don't want to say, it's not that I'm encouraged to eat, but a big part of excitement for me is when I eat a delicious, delicious, I just said delicious, (laughs) when I eat a delicious meal that fuels my body and helps to take care of it after its workout or before its workout like I recognize that my body does need that and so I give it what it needs 
And I think a big part of fitness and weightlifting is I've really learned to embrace food. In a way, it has really, really helped me. And I saw a TikTok of, you know, some girl saying that people who uh, try to say that weightlifting saved them while they're in recovery is disordered enough in itself. And I don't think that that is true. Like, that totally discredits all of the work that I have put in through therapy to beat my eating disorder and that does not deserve to be discredited just because I enjoy exercising and weightlifting is the form of exercise that I choose right if it was you know running or if it was um I don't know kayaking or cycling like would you be telling me the same thing no you you wouldn't be Like, I have such an improved relationship with exercise and food now, and weightlifting just happens to be a part of that regime. And I do think that because the fitness industry can, um, I don't want to say promote disordered behaviors, but for someone who is more likely to develop an eating disorder it can be um that industry can sort of take you down that path i will say so i i get what she was like saying but also i was like you you can't just go and discredit people for liking weightlifting who have been in in recovery that is not fair like my values have completely changed even though I still am weightlifting and would honestly identify myself as a part of the fitness community. It's just my own community that I have developed for myself. So so yeah, that is just, I know this has kind of been all over the place, but I've honestly really just been speaking like from my mind here. I had like no game plan, but I hope it kind of came across um you know, what I was trying to say. Like, I do think the fitness industry and this whole anti-diet culture um, industry, I don't even know what to call it as, um, can be on the same side, is what I'm saying. They can be on the same side. And definitely, they both, I think, do not complement each other for certain reasons. But Also, there's some things that honestly do kind of align in a weird way, but let me know what you guys think. I would love to hear other people's thoughts on this um, because I think it's such an interesting topic and I was like mind blown when I thought about this. So um, please feel free to let me know. You can message me at the Embracing It podcast um, or on Instagram at Emma underscore Dobson 27. Yeah, 27. (laughs) I always forget if it's 26 or 27. Um, other than that, please, 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 I would love it if you would leave a review and share this episode of the podcast. I would really, really appreciate it. And with that being said, I will see you guys next time.